Nation. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. Very good evening, SAFM family. Zai in for Oliver Dixon on Night Talk, the 17th of October edition. So as our un- our evening is unfolding and our hearts beat to the rhythm of the African drum, it's vital that we also cast our gaze beyond our shores. So tonight, we shift our focus to the harrowing events in Gaza. We'll go behind the headlines, beyond the politics, where there are real lives, real tragedies, and real stories. The esteemed organization Metsan Sans Frontiers, MSF, also known as Doctors Without Borders, will be joining us to provide a crucial medical update from Ground Zero. Narrative of conflict is never just about the soldiers and the battles. It's about the human spirit enduring against all odds. So stay with us as we will unravel, understand and empathize with the people there in that region. It promises to be quite an enlightening topic. So don't miss out. We'll also be diving into another burning topic, marriage, money and mind-blowing legal decisions. So if you've been listening while hiding your money under the mattress, this one's for you. We'll get into that a little bit later on. So we are leading the conversation. Our studio numbers, you can call us on 86 2032 SMS us on 41391. SMS is charged at 150. WhatsApp 061-410-4107. And uh, you can get us on X, previously known as Twitter, at SFM Radio. Hashtag SFM Night Talk. So let's get into this topic, which is, uh, well, it's making rounds around the world. And uh, with the bombing of uh, the hospital that we've heard in the news with Dineo Motaung, we'll delve deep into this grim situation in Gaza as well as the West Bank. Tensions uh, and conflict escalating, recent announcements from Israel regarding safe areas that have come under scrutiny. And the Med Sans Sans Frontier has voiced strong concerns about the actual safety of these zones. So let's uncover some of the truths and challenges faced on the ground. We're privileged to have with us tonight a representative from Med Sans Frontiers, Monica Genia, to discuss. Let's dive in. Welcome, Monica. Thank you for having me. Well, given the recent ultimatum and its expiration, can you explain the immediate repercussions on the ground for the people trapped in the Gaza Strip, not even getting into the hospital bomb blast that we just heard in the news? Yes, the situation on the ground is catastrophic. Hospitals are overwhelmed. They're barely functioning at this stage. They're running out of fuel, electricity. There's a complete lack of medication and medical supplies across all hospitals in Gaza. Um, we have been witnessing, members of our team have witnessed a shortage in painkillers, and they've been hearing wounded patients screaming in pain. Um, Sick people are not finding it safe to go to hospital for treatment or to go to pharmacies to get medication. So that term, safe areas, that's been used by Israeli authorities. From MSF's perspective, how safe are these areas in reality? No, I can tell you our team members are telling us there are no safe areas at the moment. Um, our international staff uh, did evacuate to the south um, after the ultimatum, and even in the south, bombardments continue 
um, on hourly basis. There is nowhere safe. So people fleeing to the south are not safe either. And MSF is, is calling for, for humanitarian corridor to be established for safe areas to be established for patients and for people, uh, civilians seeking safety. You have emphasized the importance, like you've mentioned, of elementary humanity. In practical terms, what does this mean for the people of Gaza and the ongoing conflict? Yes, at the moment, um, there's a siege that has been imposed and withholding the uh, food, water, fuel, electricity. This is unconscionable. This, this should be lifted immediately. As a, as a result of the blockage, um, there is no drinking water in Gaza at the moment. It's reached a critical threshold. And as you can imagine, this is, um, it, it cannot continue over the, the next couple of days, let alone weeks. So this has to be um, dealt with immediately. Um, and then with dwindling supplies of safe food and health services without adequate shelter, um, children, adults, the elderly, all will be at the heightened risk of disease. So uh, at the moment, there is no respite for patients caught up in the fighting, and there is no respite for medical staff who are, are trying to get to their patients. Um, it represents an intentional block in life-saving items, and uh, we need an entry of these supplies and key medical staff which must be facilitated urgently. Describe to us the current state of healthcare access in these conflict zones, especially for the wounded and the sick, because I believe there's 1.1 million people trapped in the Gaza Strip, and this injunction has affected movement and the well-being of the people there. Absolutely. Um, the ultimatum um, for people to evacuate overnight, more than a million people, it's, it's just, it's not plausible. Um, some people did flee to the south where we, uh, our team members are telling us bombardments still continue, even in the south. And those who um, uh, did leave their homes are sleeping in rough conditions with no access, as we said, to drinking water, no electricity, very poor hygiene conditions. And these are fertile grounds for the development of more health issues over the next few days. Um, MSF uh, is not able to, um, to treat our patients the way uh, we would have liked. Um, all we can do at the moment is stand by and wait. We're hoping that uh, uh, access to uh, supplies coming in from, from Egypt uh, through the Rafah border crossing uh, might be facilitated at some point, the sooner the better, so that we are able to start treating patients. The recent humanitarian corridor in the north of Gaza has expired. There must be many of concerns for those who can't move, the wounded, the sick, as well as your medical staff. Yes, we are very concerned uh, about our, our colleagues uh, who are trapped, uh, who can't get out. Uh, those who wish to cannot get out. Uh, many of them would prefer to stay with the patients, um, but like I said, do not have the supplies and are not uh, safe at medical uh, um, clinics or hospitals in order to, to, to treat those patients. And we're very concerned with the, with the, uh, the sick, the, the elderly, the infirm who are unable to, to move, unable to flee, uh, being given um, this kind of ultimatum um, is a death sentence for them. Uh, there's a pressing need for the ceasefires. What steps is the MSF taking to to recommending to ensure safe zones remain in the north, perhaps? Well, MSF is, is calling for immediate cessation of indiscriminate bloodshed and calling for the protection of civilians and healthcare facilities on both sides. 
um, at all times, and the wounded and sick must receive medical care. Medical facilities and personnel must be protected and respected. Hospitals and ambulances are not targets, and we want to be able to access people in need of medical care and offer life-saving humanitarian services. We need uh, basic guarantees of safety ourselves in order to be able to provide humanitarian and medical services. Your organization has called for the option to flee as well through the Rafa crossing. How critical is this access point? And there must be challenges faced by those trying to use it. Yes, um, we're, uh, there are incredible challenges. Our team members in the South uh, have witnessed people uh, trying to get through this border crossing. It's not possible at the moment. Uh, we have team members on the other side uh, ready to, 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 to come into the, um, the enclave um, to help uh, uh, the people who are there already, to help our teams who are already on the ground to reinforce and to bring much-needed medical supplies. At the moment, that is not possible. And it seems like you are just, uh, it's a losing battle for the medical staff. I mean, what kind of international response or support is the MSF seeking at this moment to alleviate this current situation? We are calling on authorities, we're calling on governments, we're calling on anybody who's able to negotiate to, um, uh, to, to try their best to help negotiate a safe passage to try and negotiate, uh, uh, negotiate a humanitarian corridor um, and to try to, to, to help with the protection of civilians and healthcare facilities. So we are calling on everybody who um, might be able to bring pressure to bear to make this happen. And it sounds like I can hear the frustration in your voice because uh, even as individuals and organizations, how can they assist worldwide in this dire situation? Because many of us feel so helpless. What can we do? Absolutely. We, we feel that everybody raising their voice, um, talking to governments, talking to your government, uh, talking to other governments, talking to anybody who is your representative to try and bring this pressure to bear, going to the UN, um, trying to find out what can be done to bring this pressure to bear um, um, as soon as possible because uh, the humanitarian crisis that was looming is already here. Um, and we, like you said, we're helpless to do anything um, except witness it on the ground. Um, our medical personnel on the ground are also uh, uh, very unsafe at the moment, um, and uh, we're, all, we're very worried for their safety. Has there been any casualties? Because I've gone through the medias and we've seen casualties, even doctors, nurses being affected by this. Yes, at the moment, uh, we are not reporting any casualties from uh, the side of uh, MSF. Um, we don't have um, the latest information, as you can imagine. It's very difficult to stay in contact with our teams. We're hoping for the best. Um, uh, but the situation is dire. As, as, as you see, even hospitals are not safe from the bombardment. Uh, there's a story, I think, on Sky News about the Israel Defense Force saying it's investigating the attack on the Anglican-run Ahli Arab Hospital in northern Gaza. And um, can you give us a brief background on this hospital and its significance in the region? Yes, um, it's not a hospital that MSF has supported in the past. Uh, we did have a doctor um, who was at the hospital um, uh, 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 
while the strike happened. And he says that he, he was operating in the hospital and he witnessed a strong explosion. The ceiling fell in on the operating room and it's basically a massacre. That's the information we're getting from our teams at the moment. It's, uh, it's still ongoing. We're, we're trying to make sense of it. But nothing justifies uh, attacking a hospital and it's, it's patients and health workers, as well as the people who seek shelter there. Hospitals are not a target and this bloodshed has to stop. I would imagine an attack on, on a medical facility such as this one impacts the overall health infrastructure and emergency response in this conflict zone. So it puts pressure on you as well, the MSF. Absolutely. It puts pressure on us. And uh, you can imagine trying to convince colleagues to, to still go out to medical facilities and to still um, uh, treat patients when they know that this might be a death sentence for them. It is just an intolerable situation. So we've, we've seen the Archbishop of Canterbury emphasising the importance of protecting hospital, hospitals. So from the MSF's perspective, how essential is the sanctity of medical facilities during times of conflict? And I know you've stressed this <laughs> ad, ad nauseum, Monica, but I mean, this is just a point of contention for many when hospitals and, and you know, medical staff are affected in this way. I know it's, it's absolutely impossible. International humanitarian law does not allow for this sort of situation. It is unprecedented. We, we don't believe what we're seeing. Um, and uh, we're actively working to, to try and, and restore some, some sort of medical response, humanitarian response. But we are completely unable to at the time, at this time. Given the challenges uh, in evacuating patients safely during such incidents, is there any measures that the MSF would recommend or implement to ensure that uh, patients as well as staff are safe? No, at the moment, um, there's um, absolutely nothing that can that can be recommended um, with the situation the way it is. As we said, um, you know, if, if we recommend fleeing to the south, there's still bombardment in the south that is not safe. Um, so, as, like I said, we're in a situation where we don't know what to do rather than um, asking for authorities to, uh, to, 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 to restore some sort of um, safe zones, some uh, access to safe zones for civilians and for patients. Are you anyway getting involved with coordinating with the local authorities and other international organizations during a crisis like this? Yes, uh, we are in contact with uh, um, other with local authorities and with with other organizations. Um, I don't know if there there is at the moment uh, some sort of coordinated response, um, as things are so fluid and uh, uh, getting around is not easy at all, as you can imagine. Uh, but for sure, we are in in uh, in contact. And, we, and, we, and I know you mentioned specific international laws and conventions that protect medical facilities in conflict zones. How can how can it be enforced more effectively in this situation? Uh, definitely, there has to be some sort of way that this can happen at uh, international level. Um, uh, Doctors Without Borders is 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 asking that it goes into effect sooner rather than later. Um, the humanitarian crisis is here. And does the MSF have uh, any immediate plans or responses to assist the Ahli Arab Hospital or the local communities there? 
Um, I don't have that information at this time. We're still trying to get in, in contact with our teams. As soon as we have more information, we'll make that available. Um, but I do know that we face a, a real sort, shortage of medical supplies. Uh, and, of course, we want to help, and we are on the ground, and we will help as much as possible. But uh, not, not a lot can be done without any medical supplies. Oh, Monica, uh, it sounds dire. Uh, lastly, from your organization's viewpoint, what needs to be prioritize to prevent such incidents and ensure that unimpeded delivery of medical care in conflict areas gets to the people that need it? Yes, at the moment, the most urgent thing is an immediate restoration of access to safe drinking water. This is absolutely critical. Um, there needs to be uh, um, an organization and maintenance of, of true, true safe areas and evacuation routes for those who are still seeking shelter. And we need to have the Rafal border crossing opened so that people who want to leave can leave and supplies, much needed supplies, can come into the enclave. Thank you so much, Monica, for shedding light on this deeply concerning incident and for the incredible work the MSF continues to do globally. We hope for a safer environment for your medical personnel and the patients. Thank you.